What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 282 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a great question today from Lee over in the UK, but before we get to that, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com, one of the best investments you can make for your small business because over 5 million small businesses are using FreshBooks to help them with their cloud accounting. And by cloud accounting, I mean you have access to your numbers wherever you're at on whatever device you're on, which is really cool. They actually have an award-winning mobile app. But seriously, it's just helping you going to keep track of your expenses, your income, and they make it super professional and easy to create invoices for your students or clients or whoever you're consulting with. So you've got to check it out. It's the best thing you could do. You can get a 30-day free trial of FreshBooks by going to getfreshbooks.com and enter AskPat, AskPat, AskPat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So again, getfreshbooks.com and enter AskPat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Sweet. Awesome. Now let's get to today's question from Lee. Hi, Pat. My name is Lee Allen. I'm from Liverpool in the UK. Um, I'm about to start my own journey into online business, and I've been reading your blog, listening to your podcast for a few months now. I've also read uh, Tim Ferriss's uh, 4 Hour Work Week, which I think you recommended at some point on your site. Um, so, my question is because I'm so inspired, I've got so many ideas, so many projects I want to tackle. I'm wondering how do you go about choosing what to do next? Do you work on one thing at a time, or do you have multiple things going on? Do you timetable them? Um, how do you stay focused, make sure they'll get done on time, on budget, and you stay motivated? Uh, so, yeah, that's my question, really. Um, and also, it'd be great to connect with you in the future once my business is up and thriving. That'd be awesome. Okay, thanks, Pat. Lee, thank you so much for this question. I think you suffer uh, from something that all of us listening to this episode suffer from, and that is just idea overload. You know, we see these new opportunities or you just have my, you just might have this huge bucket of ideas and opportunities going on in your head and in your head you think about one and you're like, oh my gosh, the possibilities for, for that one would be awesome, but oh my gosh, there's this other one over here that would be really cool too and I heard this was hot right now and then you go back and forth and what ends up happening and why this is scary and this is why a lot of people don't succeed is because we try all their all, all of our ideas at the same time or don't give any one of our ideas enough chance or time to succeed and then we don't succeed at all or we just get so paralyzed by all the ideas that we just don't do anything. Um, some of us, uh, this is actually related to a quote that was mentioned two days ago on Monday by Daniel Gerbert. He says, thinking about the future can be so pleasurable that sometimes we'd rather think about it then get there. And it's really easy to think about all these ideas and what it might look like when they actually come true and are actually realized. But then when we have to put in the time and effort to put those things together and actually create them, it just it just paralyzes us. And there's a lot of factors there. And I'll, and I'll give you some tips on how to choose what to do first. But before that, I do want to stress the importance of doing one thing at a time. So uh, Lee, you read my book that I uh, recommendation for uh, the four hour work week, which is great. And just like most other people, after you read that book, you get just so many ideas. But there's another book that should be required reading in this space. And that book is called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And you can kind of guess based on the title what this book is about. And really what what was eye opening for me, because, you know, we always, we always know, okay, just work on one thing at a time until completion. Uh, and you know, even then, even though we know that's the best thing to do, we don't always do it. But after reading this book, it is absolutely 
detrimental what can happen when you spread your focus out. And when you think about it, if you have three projects you want to work on and, uh, you know, it gives you two different excuses, you know, the other two businesses uh, or business ideas, they become excuses that uh, when you, when things get tough in business one, you jump over to business two. When things get tough in business two, you jump over to business three. And, and you feel like you're making progress because you're moving forward in each of those businesses that you are currently focusing on. But, you know, if you focus 33% of your effort on business one and then jump to business two, 33% of the effort, and then business three, 33% of the effort, nothing is done. Whereas if you put 33% into A and then 33% again into A and then 33% again into A and then, you know, you're 99% there. Well, you need that. I mean, 33.333333 if you want to be technical, if you want to go one third. But yeah, you see what I mean? So if you put all that energy into one project, you can finish and at least you get it to a point where you can know that, uh, you know, it's actually having a chance to, to do something or it is actually there and able to provide a service for somebody to be able to then generate an income for you, at which point you can potentially automate some of those things or semi-automate some of those things a lot like the passive income businesses that I've created, which then allow you to explore new opportunities. Now, when you're starting out, you must focus on one thing at a time and it's the hardest thing to do. For me, I'm at a point in my business now where I have a number of team members helping me do maybe two or three things at a time. But even then internally, we talk all the time about cutting out, cut out, cut out this, cut out this, cut out that, cut out this, save it for later, save it for later, save it for later. And you know, these business ideas might be great ideas. And it's hard because we, we also psychologically have this fear of missing out. So we feel like if we don't act on this business now, we're going to miss out or somebody's going to steal our idea. So we want to work on all of them at the same time. But it's just, again, it's just a time bomb. If you do that, you're not, you're going to get nothing done. So I wanted to talk about that psychological stuff and making sure that, you know, when you do pick something, you go with it, you go with it. Now, that means when you are doing research to figure out what to do first, it's important that you put in thorough research in so you are giving yourself the best chance. And actually, this is what my upcoming book is going to be about, validation and and putting those things into practice and uh, researching things to make sure that business idea you have is actually going to be one that um, is going to give you the best chance to succeed. So you'll hear more about that book later, but that's a book I've been working on writing every single day. It's been a lot of fun to put together, but I'll give you some, uh, some hints here. So the first thing you want to do is actually just Put all your ideas out there. And I would recommend actually post-it notes. That's sort of my favorite thing for 2015. This is the year of post-it notes. Apparently, if you watch episode one of SPI TV over at watchspi.tv, you'll see that I give you some strategies for brainstorming a really quick first draft of your next book using post notes you can use that same strategy for blog posts or other types of content podcast episodes so on and so forth you could do the same thing for different types of businesses too so what you do is you just literally whatever comes to mind there's no wrong answer you do not want to not write down an idea that pops in your head because it could be a great one write down everything on a post-it note and then stick it on on a piece on a desk or whatever on the wall and you just keep writing boom 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 you might have hundreds of these ideas and then you might be able to create buckets. So some of them might be more related to each other. And that can, even then at that point, could begin to uh, help you understand sort of what is most interesting to you and uh, or maybe what the biggest needs are. And then you might be able to narrow things down based on budget or based on time. Uh, or, you know, I always like to do a lot of other tests too, um, sort of internally in my brain. So maybe an idea is there on a post-it note and you might think to yourself, hmm, can I imagine doing this a year from now? If I became the expert in this space, can I imagine doing it? And that has cut out so many potential businesses ideas for me because, um, you know, they were things that were basically just 
based on keyword research. And uh, there has to be some sort of motivation to be able to continue with something for that long. And you don't want to start something knowing you're just going to die out in a year, right? So again, you can eliminate those things and that wasted time by just, again, focusing on that internal test. Um, I also do some other tests like the three-year test or the five-year test. That can that can prove to be um, interesting. Uh, the grandma test, is this something I'd be comfortable sharing with my grandma? Um, the Oprah test, is this something that you would be comfortable going on the Oprah show sharing with the world? Or is this something that, you know, not really? Or is this something that would be worthy of going onto the Oprah show? I don't know. Those are different tests you could take. But again, excuse me, just a bunch of different things you can think about when you're deciding what to choose from. Um, basically giving yourself... Uh, ways to narrow down what it is that you're going to do. And you will get to a point where you narrow down those ideas and you might have four or five. And then what I would do is uh, talk about those ideas with other people. And this is another thing that is huge and a big part of my book is making sure that you actually, when you have those ideas that seem great, talk about them because a few things happen. One, no, they're not going to steal your idea. That just never happens or hardly ever happens. And what you get out of those conversations is much, much more than, than uh, you know, just you keeping that idea safe. So really what happens when you, when you talk about these things is, is you are able to internalize and speak and, and convey what it is that you have in your head. And oftentimes when you do that, it might not be because there's another person there and you're trying to convince somebody totally new to this idea uh, of yours. Um, you might find that, well, once you speak about it and talk to somebody about it, it's not actually a good idea when it comes out of your mouth. Like, have you ever heard anybody say, yeah, uh, now that I say that, maybe it's not a good idea, right? And that's kind of what you're going for there. But again, this conversation that you have, again, it's not just you talking. These people asking questions or curious about what you have and what you're up to, they're gonna fill in those gaps for you. Things that you might not be thinking of yourself because you're just so deep into it and we're at that point in our brains with that idea that you just are on a high with it, right? You're imagining like this whole amazing different life as a result of this taking off. Well, you need to come back to reality and that only happens when you talk to other people about it. And they're gonna be critics. There's gonna be people who are gonna try and tear it down and that's good, that's what you want. You want those things to be addressed as you're coming up and, and flushing out these ideas so that you know what to do first. Um, and, and then even then, once you narrow it down uh, to one, uh, that's great, and, and there might be some some dice rolling involved or coin flipping, and that's okay. If you're at that point, you know that whatever it is that you're choosing is gonna be something worthwhile for you, and uh, then you just go with it. And again, that becomes your primary focus. You have to commit to it to a point at which you can then reassess and understand if this is the right direction or not, and that might come weeks or months or even years down the road. But um, you know, you definitely need to make sure you give yourself time to succeed as well. Uh, budget is important too. That's another test you can take. Well, how much is this really gonna cost? And do research for that. Does it match up with what you're expecting? And motivation, again, once you go through this exercise, you will be motivated because you wouldn't get to the end unless you were motivated with that particular idea. But then also writing down why that's a good idea for you and that's important. And writing those things down internalizes that for you but also allows you to look at that when the times get tough. And uh, really, times do get tough. There will be roadblocks and hurdles and that's just the universe's way of testing us to see if we really, really want this. Um, if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, he really says that you can make any niche work if you have the passion and hustle for it from you know worm farming. Like if you could succeed in worm farming, I think that was the example in Crush It Hughes, uh, then you should be able to succeed in anything. Lane Amon, she's somebody who I had on the guest, uh, who was a guest on the Smart Passive Income podcast in episode 37. She makes six figures a year from scrapbooking. Scrapbooking. 
So it's out there. You just got to grab it. And you got to take the time to do the proper research so you don't go down a hole that you don't want to. And again, think about those internal questions for yourself and talk to other people about it too. Woo. So Lee, I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for it. An Ask Pat t-shirt is going to be headed your way as a result. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, all you have to do is go to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page, even from your mobile device. Thanks to SpeakPipe for that capability. Uh, that's speakpipe.com. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is freshbooks.com. One of the biggest mistakes I made in my business when I first started was not, not starting an email list, although that was a mistake, not not trying to do everything on my own, which was a mistake as well, but really it was trying to actually do all the finances in Excel on my own. When money came in, I just wrote it down on the spreadsheet and it just became this huge mess. And by the time that very first tax season came around, uh, I eventually just had to scramble and find a CPA to organize it all for me. Well, if you do it now, freshbooks.com can help you out and clear that headache so you can finish what you need to do with your business. And again, tax season is coming up soon, so get on it now before it's too late. If you go to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the How Did You Hear About Us section, you can get it for 30 days for free and join 5 million other small businesses who are doing so. Again, getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Awesome. Now, finally, I, wa- I want to end with a quote, and uh, this quote was from Sophia Loren, and she says, Mistakes are part of the dues one pays for a full life. Mistakes are part of the dues one pays for a full life. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat.